Welcome back to Balance Boldly, the podcast where we get bold about our balance and campaign to shake the shame that stunts our growth. I'm your host, Nikita Thigpen, balance and relationship advisor for bold women in business and a few brave men. Ever had a moment in your life where you stopped and said, you're simply not where you want to be? I know I could do better. Why can't I get myself to the next level? Or why do I feel stuck? Well, if this is you, I have the answer. My friend Lolly Doskel's new book, The Leadership Gap, What Gets Between You and Your Greatness, shines a light on the obstacles that keep us from achieving our dreams. Lolly's book provides simple and easy to implement solutions that will help you achieve the success you want in your life, career, and business. For those that don't know, Lolly Doskel is one of the most sought after executive leadership coaches in the world. Her extensive cross-cultural expertise spans 14 countries, six languages, and hundreds of companies. If you want exceptional results, then order Lolly's book today. Go to theleadershipgapbook.com, identify your gaps, and get unstuck. You guys know that I am super uber excited to kick the season off. This is season three with Pivot, our personal investment through viable opportunity to transition or in the definition of this next expert that we'll meet in just a few minutes to possibly transform. I'm excited to always talk about anything transition because I believe it's the place that most of us feel the most awkward, the most uncomfortable. It's the place that we get sticky and icky and raw. And that is where I do my greatest work. Um, So unfortunately for most people who don't like that feeling, I you know, specifically like to feel uncomfortable in that way, knowing that I'm literally transitioning, if you will, or getting ready to transform into another level of myself. Some people use the visual example of the caterpillar and the butterfly and kind of going through those phases. Others use, you know, a phoenix rising from the ashes to show their transition into another level of their self. Um, I don't know necessarily what I hold on to more so visually. I kind of go and ebb and flow inside and outside of analogies and different metaphors for it. But today, everything for me is literally picturing myself standing on some kind of huge board that's, you know, almost like a teeter totter. The ones we used to play with, the ones I typically relate to balancing, like what life is, that teeter totter that you're constantly, you know, switching between the work, the life, the business, the career, the duties, the ministry, the volunteering, the health, the self-care, the the worry, the doubt, you know, all those things that you're balancing on. And for me, the pivot is that opportunity for you to shift into that level of yourself that is better than before. It's greater than before, but it doesn't feel good. It feels awkward. It feels uncomfortable. It feels like you're about to fall off and lose control of everything. And that's when I typically know if I allow myself to back up and breathe a little bit when I'm in the middle of that icky, sticky place, that's when I know that something awesome is about to happen if I allow myself to go with the flow and obviously continue to take the right action steps, which is, you know, confusing for many of us. Some of us don't know what that is. Pop partially because our perception is a little bit thwarted. We don't necessarily walk in a space of focused perception. You know, perception really is honestly how you, you know, see things, how you hear things and what you think they could become. It's being aware of those things through your senses. Um, And you have to focus on those things and 
in whatever it is that you want, whether it's a better career, a different career, uh, more business, a different type of business, a better love life, you know, whatever it is that you want, you have to focus on it so that you can see it and perceive the opportunity of literally attaching yourself to it, to attaining it, if you will. And that's really important. But I think a lot of us get so confused and caught up in all of those divots um, that happen in our life. You know, like those horrible potholes. I'm from Philadelphia, for those of you who don't know, and we are full of potholes. Things that are constantly making our axles and our tires go kaput, um, tearing, making, you know, havoc on our cars and trucks and bikes. Um, and even our feet, if you're a walker, like I walk a lot, and the, the divots in the street and then the pavements can cause havoc on your shins and everything else. And I think that often we get so focused to overuse that word on the divots that are coming up and we anticipate them. We're afraid of them. We walk in this space of concern all the time that we don't look forward to what's on the other side of the divot or what's at the end of that pathway that for the divots that we have to kind of cross over or get past or get beyond. And a lot of it is because we won't acknowledge what gap area we're holding onto within ourselves, such as the fact that we're constant worriers, that we're constantly trying to control something that we're posing as if everything is perfect and hunky-dory or even worse you know we're so fixated on the glass being half empty all the time with everything heavy and anxious and sad and overwhelmed that we can't just enjoy the moment and we don't enjoy life Um, and you know for many people it depends on you know where you are and sometimes for most of us I think we fluctuate based on the environmental circumstances of what that is. But what I want to do today, what I'm hoping that you get from today's, um, you know, literally walking into this new season of pivot, this new season of opportunity to handle a transition, to welcome a transition as an opportunity to transform, um, especially with our new guest that I'm excited to introduce you guys to in just a few minutes. I'm really hopeful that you will not only welcome your next level of transition, welcome getting awkward and uncomfortable and, you know, inviting that change you know I'm always talking about inviting change to a seat at the table so really be being in that space and place where you're willing to acknowledge whatever gap area you have are you glass half empty all the time you know way too extreme on that level way too pessimistic or are you always hiding under this smile and posture that everything is overflowing and not necessarily even glass half full, but it's just overflowing and you're denying that there are some realities that you have to face and some truths that you have to deal with, starting with yourself. You know, uh, this next guest talks a lot about leading from within. And it's really important from the inside, the the personal space, you know, inside that profession, that person that's hiding inside of you, that we really take a step back and really look at our biases, look at ourselves, examine and acknowledge, identify what our gap areas are uh, as people, as husbands, as wives, as business leaders, as leaders leading ourselves before we can lead anyone else. And that includes your ability to follow and to serve well, if that is in fact your calling. Because for me, that is part of the greatest leadership opportunity you will have in your lifetime really is the opportunity to serve other people and really make a dent 
or you know ripple in this universe truly 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 so i want to take a moment to step back and remind you guys that we can have continued conversation on every single topic and every season that we have right here on the balance bully podcast all you have to do is come right on over to twitter and go to at balance boldly. I'm there pretty much on just about everything but Snapchat. I haven't walked into the Snapchat world. I can't get into the filters. <laughs> but feel free to tweet me at balance boldly. And the hashtag I typically use is in fact balance boldly or hashtag shake the shame so we can continue the conversation. But up next, we have someone exciting and I can't wait to introduce you. This season is brought to you by our power partner and season sponsor, Spreaker.com. As a product of the product, the Balanced Bully Podcast utilizes Spreaker's high-quality tools to create, host, distribute, and measure our show. With the use of their easy-to-use iOS and Android mobile apps, podcasters and internet radio show hosts are able to record and store their valuable content and share across multiple networks like iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and more. For more information, visit Spreaker.com. Welcome back to Balance Boldly, the podcast where we get bold about our balance and campaign to shake the shame that stunts our growth. I'm your host, Nikita Thigpen, balance and relationship advisor for bold women in business and a few brave men. Need I say any introduction? I doubt it, but I will just for a few small couple million of you who aren't part of the Lolly Dosco crew. I am so excited to have her here this morning. You have no idea. Kudos and shout out to Meredith Bell, who's also been on the Balance Bowley podcast, who's just an amazing relationship expert who brings nothing but awesome connections and she connected me to Lolly Dosco just a few days ago quite honestly and she has just been the most incredible being you could possibly imagine so for those of you who don't know who she is and what she's about she is the most sought after executive leadership coach in the world people she has an extensive cross-cultural expertise that spans 14 countries six languages and hundreds of companies as founder and ceo of lead from within her proprietary leadership program is engineered to be a catalyst for leaders who want to enhance performance and make a meaningful difference in their companies their lives and of course the world. Based on a mix of modern philosophy, science, and nearly 30 years coaching top executives, Lolly's perspective on leadership continues to break new ground and produce exceptional results. Of her many awards and accolades, and there are very many, Lolly was designated as the top 50 leadership and management expert by Inc. Magazine. Her writings appeared in Harvard Business Review, Inc.com, Fast Company under Ask the Expert, Huffington Post, and Psychology Today, just to name a few. I'm just name dropping just a little bit. She is an amazing woman, and she's put all of that knowledge and information and incredible context of everything that she's dealt with with her clients, their struggles, their challenges, and their successes, and created the leadership gap. What gets between you and your greatness, her upcoming book. Lolly, welcome to the the Balance Bowley podcast. 
Nikita, what an honor it is and what a privilege it is. I know we just met a few days ago, but you're like a soul sister already, <laughs> and I am so honored to be here. Oh, thank you. We're excited to have you. You know, I'm a big fan, a follower, and by all means, someone who's going to stand back and make sure that you propel in the most meaningful way possible so you can continue to create the lane that all of us need. You are a woman in business, Lolly, and you're doing amazing things. So for that, I am completely grateful. Thank you so much. Thank you. You're welcome. So for those of you who don't know, you know, too much about what Lolly brings to the table, I would love for you to tell everyone what made you decide to do the leadership gap compared to everything else that you've done over the last 30 plus years. It's a great question and it has an interesting story. Over, um, I would say, two years ago, well, let's put it this way. Let's go back 30 years. Yeah. I have always wanted to write a book. But I never knew what book I should write. It was, mm. And I write a lot of articles. I write at least 100 articles a month. And so it, I'm not short of content, but I thought, what is it? What can I write? What can I bring that people don't know? And for years, I didn't know what I was going to write about. So I didn't write a book, but I always wanted to write a book. And then two years ago, I hired an agent and we started to shop around a proposal. And the proposal, um, had an interesting title. I'm not going to say now what it was, mm-hmm. but it wasn't that exciting. <laughs> and there were publishing houses that were like, wow, we like it. We'll use it. It's good. It's a great book. And then there was one publishing house that said, no, Lolly, we don't really like it. We want to work with you, but we don't really like what your title is. We know that you could do better. Mm. And then I was asked one question by an editor, and he asked me, You've been in your business for over three decades. What do you do with clients that you have sustainability all these years? And I said, oh, I teach them my rethink model. And it's about this leadership archetype and allows them to see their greatness and their gaps. And he said, why aren't you writing that book? And so here it is, two years later, the leadership gap, what gets between you and your greatness? That is so awesome and such an inspiring story about being in the midst of a pivot. You know, here you are with, you know, which is incredible, by the way, 100 plus articles a month, volumes and volumes of content that you could have easily just been stubborn about and said, you know what, I have all this other stuff that I already have that I want to pull from. But you recognized your own gap, right, that you couldn't see the the greatness that you had sitting right there that you were already doing with your clients over and over again. And you probably wouldn't necessarily have chosen that material yourself, but you needed someone outside, you know, to perhaps coach you through your own stuff, you know, just helping you see what you had and challenge you and say, push back a little bit and say, no, that that's not really it versus them just being, you know, a fan club member and saying, yeah, we'll work what you have and we'll just leverage the reputation you have and just make it work and see what happens. I think that that's a pretty a pretty awesome note of being in your own pivot and working through your own transition little did you know Nikita it's interesting what you say and to grow upon what you're saying I have a ritual that I do every night I'd like to share with you and it goes to exactly what you just talked about and the my little ritual allows me to pivot not not just once in a while, but every day. Hmm. So the, the ritual that I have is before I go to bed, I always say, Lolly, what did you do today that was pretty awesome? What did you do today that helped someone? What did you do today that made an impact on someone? 
And once I'm done with that, thinking about that, I always end it with, what can you do tomorrow to be better tomorrow than you were today? And in just doing this little ritual, every single day I'm allowing myself to pivot. Every single day I'm allowing myself to take myself to the next level. So when the editor said you could do better, mm-hmm. it was right in my sweet spot. It was like, yeah, I always want to do better. Let's go with that. So I was open to suggestion. When you have this internal reflection and this Mm -hmm. internal knowing that you could do better but you don't know where to go and you open yourself up to opportunities opportunities come to you and that has been a saving grace as a ritual because it allows me to see opportunities I love that. You know, you had me thinking when you and I were talking the other day, we were talking about, you know, the breakdown of what pivot means for me. You know, I give a definition to like every acronym and I create acronyms out of everything. Um, acronym for awesome, an acronym for pivot. I have an acronym for everything. And <laughs> and for me, pivot is personal investment through the viable opportunity to transition, which is exactly what you do every night. You open yourself up to that opportunity of the possibility of a transition versus seeing transition as something that happened to you or is interrupting your life in a negative way, which many of us kind of see transition as a bad thing when we hear someone is in a career transition or a leadership transition or merger and acquisition is a transition. And people always see those things as such negatives. But you literally every single day set yourself up for that opportunity to pivot into a transition that you are willing to, you know, invite yourself to have that change happen so you can really participate in it versus constantly feeling like it's overtaking your life, which I'm assuming the leadership gap is really addressing and providing some of those power tools to help people move through that change and to use your words, coach themselves through it. So what does that look like for for people? I just want to share something. I love that you use an acronym for everything. I think it's brilliant. I mean, the Rethink Model is an acronym. I mean, we didn't name the book that. Mm -hmm. But um, I just want to talk about transition because I think it's important to share. Yeah. The way we look at things makes a big difference. The color of our lenses of how we look at life and the world will be a game changer for us. So if you think as transition, as painful it will be painful. Mm-hmm. If you look at transition as transformational, then it gives you energy. So can you imagine that every transition takes me to a better place than where I was or transition will take me somewhere where I could learn something new? How exciting is that? Mm-hmm. It's the choice and the moment that we make when challenges come, when stress is upon us, what are we going to do about that really will it's a game changer. We'll really change our lives and our lenses of how we look at things. So I just wanted to add that because it's been something that I had to learn very early on. So I can be the victim or the victor, the victim or the victor. And guess what? I don't want to be the victim. So I had to make a conscious choice. So transition for me is transformational. And so I just wanted to share that. Yeah, I love that. And you know, it really does come down to the way that we think about things. Like, I think I was telling you, we missed each other because I was in your hometown, literally just last night, um, doing a speaking engagement. And we were talking about igniting your passions with attitude. And the attitude is obviously your perception of, of where you sit in a certain situation. It's how you attract or push back 
things that you want and people that you want if you're in business, like many of our listeners are entrepreneurs or entrepreneurial leaders. So they obviously are in a space of wanting to attract the the right people, places and things to them. But your attitude matters and you're going into your evening, your power down session so that you power up with the right attitude of welcoming everything that life has to bring to you and through that transformation so you know pivot literally pivot right pun intended to pivot to that word from transition to transformation you are welcoming what you're supposed to have as a statement of what you want not just what you need which I think a lot of people get stuck in the necessity of life and they get bogged down by all the things that have to happen instead of being more open to be grateful for the things that they already have accomplished and open their arms to things that they want, you know, wanting to meet with another person to expand their circle versus saying, well, I need to just maintain these relationships that maybe no longer serve them. Um, Maybe they're the way that they used to be coached no longer serves them. Maybe they never had a coach and that's what's not serving them. You know, all those different things, which I think your book is definitely going to open up and address. So I would love to dive into a couple of the concepts text of this exciting book, which I cannot wait for my signed copy, hint, hint, um, (laughs) to receive and how the leadership gap is really helping people power through just the different challenges they have as leaders in this new world that we're in. So hint, hint, hint gotten. (laughs) And when you're back in my town and right now the books aren't available because we're in pre-order stage, but when you you get your book, I will sign it with love. So definitely, definitely. So about the book, the book is is, um, profound in many ways on almost two levels. Number one is I read a book a day. And I have seen that there's a gap between the books that I want to have Mm -hmm. and the books that I read. And most books, which are wonderful, let me just say something, the books are great. They tell you how to do things, when to do things, where to do things. And I love that Simon Sinek made Why to Do Something very famous and sassy and must have many years ago, a few years ago. I don't remember how many years ago. But what I found there was a gap, and the gap was that most of the leadership and business books weren't ta- weren't talking about a foundational element about who. Who are you being mm. while you are living and leading? And I found that unless you knew who you were, all the hows and all the whats and all the wheres and all the whys wouldn't make sense. So I know when I coach someone and I say, These are the five things that you must do. This is how to do them. And this is when you will do them. And this is where you'll do them. If that person is not ready, they will never do that. So you must have the foundational element of who. And so I created the seven archetypes. But there are many archetypes out there in the world. I mean, you can open up many books and they talk about archetypes. You can find books on strength finders and disc Mm -hmm. and the Enneagram. You can find many books. But guess what those books don't do? They don't tell you that for every strength that you have, there is a polarity within us, a weakness that will cost us in our greatness. And if we're not aware of this, the same strength, what is costing us our weakness, then we cannot do what we need to do in this world. And all of us want to make an impact on the world and all of us want to make a difference in the world. But if we have something that is blocking us, that is causing a gap, that creates a shadow... What are we going to do about it? So my book is different because not only does it have the archetypes, but it gives you the polarity, um, you know, shadow, the gap. And so once you know this, you can coach yourself. You can say in any given moment, I have a choice. 
my greatness or my gap, my greatness or my gap. And trust me, if you want to talk about pivot, if you want to talk about transformation, if you want to talk about taking yourself to the next level, knowing this system is a game changer. Mm. I, listen, you're about to have me jumping around, shouting in here in such a confirmation of so many things, Lolly. Oh, I can't tell you how much this is just awesome. We want to take a quick pause and recognize our incredible new sponsor. Ever had a moment in your life where you stopped and said, you're simply not where you want to be? I know I could do better. Why can't I get myself to the next level? Or why do I feel stuck? Well, if this is you, I have the answer. My friend Lolly Doskal's new book, The Leadership Gap, What Gets Between You and Your Greatness, shines a light on the obstacles that keep us from achieving our dreams. Lolly's book provides simple and easy to implement solutions that will help you achieve the success you want in your life, career, and business. For those that don't know, Lolly Doskal is one of the most sought after executive leadership coaches in the world. Her extensive cross-cultural expertise spans 14 countries, six languages, and hundreds of companies. If you want exceptional results, then order Lolly's book today. Go to theleadershipgapbook.com, identify your gaps, and get unstuck. Welcome back to Balance Boldly. And we are on with Lolly Doskal, who has amazing information. I have to just give this gentle honesty quote a little bit early. I always do it towards the end of the end of the show and restate something powerful that our feature experts talk about. But Lolly just hit the I mean, she like hammered the gavel on my nerve when she said, choose your greatness or your gap. Mm, listen, you better say that. All right. <laughs> so back to the seven archetype, archetypes and how they help us distinguish our greatness and our gap. Lolly? So there are seven of them. And Nikita, do we have time to do all seven or should we concentrate on one or two? I would say let's go deep on one or two, if that's okay, okay. with you. Absolutely. So as we know, it's a rethink model, which we love acronyms on this podcast, mm-hmm. yay for acronyms. So <laughs> let's let's start with the first one, because I think everybody's going to be able to relate to this one. And so the first one is the rebel, right? Mm. A rebel is someone who wants to make an impact on the world. They want to make a difference on the world. And in order to do that, Nikita, they need the characteristic of confidence. But for me, Confidence isn't standing in front of a mirror and saying a whole bunch of affirmations. I don't believe that's going to make us make an impact on the world. That's part of it, but it's not going to really do what we want to do at the level we want to do it. Mm -hmm. I believe that confidence comes from your competence and your capabilities. If you're really good at something, if you have some strength, learn how to master it, celebrate it, because that's what will give you the confidence that you need. And so I believe the equation is capabilities plus competence equal confidence. Mm. So if we have, if we know what we're really good at and we know how to shine and we know how to excel in some of our skills, trust me, you will have that confidence. But for every single person who wants to be a rebel, who has the confidence and the capabilities, right? There is a gap. And this is a big gap. And 99.9% of us who are high-achieving individuals suffer from this. And no one is exempt except for that 1% who I actually coach. And trust me, he doesn't have this archetype and he doesn't have this gap. But it is the imposter who has self-doubt. So all of us, 
Even me, in habits one time or another, have wanted to do something great in the world. But guess what? This little voice says, uh, you're not the smartest one in the room. You can't do that. Right. You didn't go to the best schools. Why do you think you could do that? You're sitting around a room of thousands of people and they're listening to you. What is if they find out you're an imposter and you don't belong here? These little voices that, are, that play out in our head can cost us in our greatness. And if we're not mindful, if we don't know how to leverage the imposter within us, then guess what happens? We cannot be the person that knows that greatness lies within us. And that is something that will cost us in our success and will talk, will cost us in pivoting and transforming and transitioning and all the things that people want to do to take themselves to the next level. No, that makes so much sense. You know, yesterday I was just talking with, uh, there was a master class after the speaking engagement. And I think I was sitting with a, a room full of, uh, I won't say a room full of, because I didn't get to individually speak to every single person. But let's say the, the few that I sat with after were rebels. They fit the criteria for the way that you just, you know, covered it in the highlighted bullet points. Um, and imposter syndrome, if that's what we want to call it, was definitely something that was creeping up for them. They were amazing uh, groups of lawyers and doctors and all kinds of different, you know, high level professional, quote unquote, ultra and high achievers. But they were dealing with the doubt for stepping into their greatness as entrepreneurs. They were trying to literally, you know, begin something as a part of their new chapter. So I'm wondering, uh, Lolly, based on your research and your information and your expertise with your clients, is rejection or the fear of rejection a a part of the the issue for maybe why those tapes start to play because you're secretly worried that you won't be accepted? You know, that's a great question, Nikita. And I um, don't want to do a disservice to everybody on this podcast listening. Mm -hmm. And I would like for everybody to know that's one part of it, mm -hmm. but there are many, many layers because mm -hmm. we are human beings with many layers. We're complicated, right? And so for some, it's about rejection. Right. For others, it's about abandonment. For others, mm. it's about appreciation. For others, it's validation. For others, it's like, you know, I never, I, I, I grew up and I had to please everyone. I had to be perfect. And so there are many, many reasons. Um, as a student of psychology, I could spend three hours telling you why people <laughs> are imposters and, you know, they go through the imposter syndrome. The great thing, everybody listening today, they need to understand is that every single person goes on. If you're looking at anybody that you admire, mm -hmm. trust me, they have had this affliction within that says, I have self-doubt. I mean, besides that 1% human being, I do coach him, and he is, he, he always, I have no self-doubt. I'm the best. I'm <laughs> great. I can make this happen. But you know what's interesting about him? I coach him because he has no empathy. Mm. He doesn't understand how people have self-doubt. And so my job with him is to teach him how to have empathy, which is interesting, right? Because yes. he can't relate to others. But for most of us, we're in this tribe of greatness that are rebels and that we have self-doubt. But the thing is about self-doubt is to know it, to be aware of it, but to leverage it. And that is what this book teaches you how to do. Mm, that's phenomenal. So what if you, let, let's say the 1% that you teach, right? The um, the gentleman that we're referencing. If What if more of us fell into that 1% minus, you know, the challenge area with empathy, because that's such a crucial emotional regulation that we need to have. But what if we were able to do, to be our rebel selves, to be disruptors and 
and tap into our inner brilliance? What if we could do that? Would we all be great impactors or will we all really be great at being selfish? Which, by the way, I love that term, so I'm being cheeky when I use it. But, you know, what do you think would happen? Just playing like, you know, angelic advocate or a little bit into like our future selves. No, I love that you're asking because it feeds into one of the archetypes in the book. Mm -hmm. One of the archetypes in the book is is a knight. And the knight is someone who's of service to others. They know their greatness. Like, And the knight is not about gender. It's okay. about the characteristic of the knight. The knight is somebody who protects others, who serves others, and is loyal to others. But then there's a gap of the mercenary who's only about self-serving themselves. And mm. we know those people in the world. And they say, what have you done for me lately? And what about me and my cause and my project and my ideas and my this and my that? And it gets so boring. And what we need to understand is, is that the person who's a rebel, the person who is the knight, is that by having confidence within yourself mm-hmm. and serving others, protecting others being there for others, being loyal to others, we end up serving ourselves. It's the me, it's the whole thing about being mercenary that gets you nowhere. It's like standing on an island by yourself and shouting, I am a rebel, I am a knight, and nobody is listening. And so you need a village to create greatness. We need people to create greatness. We cannot do things on our own. That's why it's so important for the person that I'm coaching teach about empathy so he can relate to others because he needs others as a leader. He can say, I have a vision for our company, but if nobody's out there doing what they need to be doing, there's no company. Right. Absolutely. You hit the nail on the head with that one. That's crucial and super important. So where do you, you know, and I'm being cheeky again, where do you fall in the seven archetypes? I want to (laughs) know. And again, I love your questions, Nikita. You're a brilliant, brilliant woman. And this is what makes this book also different. Most people want to know which archetype am I? Every time I start a session and I do a workshop, I'll have everybody asking me the same question. Mm -hmm. And it's a great question. But guess what? These archetypes are situational. Mm. So at any given moment, we could pivot. I'm using your word. At any given moment, we can pivot. That means you're standing in front of an audience and you know you need to be the rebel. You need to say to yourself, Mr. Imposter, Miss Imposter, I know you have self-doubt, but I'm going to leverage it in this moment to be the rebel. I know that I'm only thinking about myself in this moment. I need to pivot and be the knight. So these, first of all, we have the sum of all of these archetypes within us. We own all these seven. And the reason I know that is in the 30 years that I've been doing my work, research and all the things that I've done and really working with one-on-one clients, these seven archetypes kept showing up and showing up and showing up. And so that's how the system was created. So they're within all of us right? But we have the choice in the moment to choose which archetype we need. That is a game changer. Because there there's so many things. So you know, just to pick on some of the ones I use, like I use time rafts with my clients as well, the strength finders and um, the Enneagram and all that kind of different stuff and disc and you know, all the ones you've mentioned and some that you haven't, we've all pulled for them at different times, but they do box you in. And they give very little wiggle room for when you could borrow from that other side of the personality or you know, 
when you are predominantly classified as more of this than that. But I love that the Leadership Gap book really helps you see that you change based on what the circumstances are because that's our hats, right? Like we wear many hats, especially as women. We wear a lot of different hats. And with that hats, I'm assuming that our archetype would change based on when I'm in my mama hat, my lover hat, my teacher hat, my coach hat, my speaker hat, you know, those different parts of the personality come up for you and it doesn't mean that you're you know have a disassociative personality or schizophrenic or any of that it's just these archetypes that you're talking about help to support us or to push us back if we don't get a hold on I guess to your point earlier the power tools that we need to be able to understand and recognize what are the gaps and acknowledge them so we can stand stronger in the positive part of that archetype versus being you know pushed under by the negative parts that we're refusing to recognize as an issue for ourselves right so you know you mentioned like the strength finders and all those other mm-hmm. assessments you know the thing is let's say you're a woo right in strength finder many leaders are woo they're very charismatic mm-hmm. but for the woo character there is a really big shadow there's a really big gap because they're so charming and they're so charismatic and they can get things what they want they sometimes end up manipulating people mm-hmm. they don't realize that there can be a gap and so the difference with this book the leadership gap it gives you everything that you need to know it's almost like self-coaching what this is this is the system I use with leaders all over the world you get this by getting this book you can look at yourself and say greatness or my gap so when you know with the strength finder if you only know about who you're not realizing you're manipulating people right. so that's why this book is so important it shows you how you could be going off to the side that maybe you don't want to be standing and that's our shadow side mm, shadow side <laughs> That had a a different connotation for me just now because I immediately saw, I used to reference and I even referenced it recently. So my name is Nikita, but my friends growing up call me Kia. So when I'm getting into that spunky part of myself, I'm like, don't let me bring Kia out, you know? That's the shadow side. I am absolutely in love with this. This is amazing. I think every coach, every advisor, every leader, every high potential, every high achiever and ultra achiever needs to get the leadership gap. This is phenomenal. I can't wait for this book to come out in just, what, a few short weeks, right? Yeah, it's just around the corner. So if you think this message resonates with you, and if you know what the truth is, it's not even, it could be if you're stuck. It, mm-hmm. it could be if you want to pivot. It could be that you've had dreams. It could be that you want to find the rebel within you. This book is for everyone. I actually think it's like a life book. It can really teach you to look at yourself in ways that you normally wouldn't look at. And in a short, it, I think it's in eight weeks. In eight weeks, this book goes out, and I hope it becomes a New York Times bestseller because then we know that we are impacting hundreds and thousands of people around the world. Absolutely. And of course, Balance Boldly listeners and myself included are definitely going to make sure we contribute to that because it's important. It's important to support each other, to help each other elevate because you're creating the pathway, like I said earlier, for so many people coming behind you and you're doing it with a tool and a resource that more people can benefit from. You know, that I forget the guy who said it. I want to say it was Stephen Furtick, but he said something like, if you want a billion dollar business, impact a billion people. And that's what you're doing you're impacting millions and millions and hopefully billions of people with the work that you're doing because there's a ripple effect from someone who's a leader 
being impacted and understands and acknowledges their own leadership gap and recognizes where they can change and taps into that other side of themselves and, and knows when the shadow self is popping up at times it shouldn't, um, which I'm sure is there to you know defend you at certain times, but obviously it comes out when it shouldn't. If a leader can correct themselves as the head, then the neck and the body will follow. And that's the ripple effect that you're creating with the leadership gap, which is incredible. So I applaud you for that. Thank you. I want to say something for your listeners. I have a special gift. If they pre-order the book today, they get to take uh, an assessment, which usually in every organization and every leader has to pay $97, but it's free with a pre-order of one book. And it's priceless. It's educational. And it's something that will allow you to deep dive into what the leadership gap is really about and to recognize yourself what you tend to lean in towards. Mm, thank you so much, Lolly. That's awesome. And Balance Boldly listeners, make sure you check out and pre-order the book, get your assessment, know what your gaps are, and spread the word for all of us that work in organizations, whether it's nonprofit or corporate, whatever it is, university, colleges, spread the word because you know you've worked with someone or someones that hide under their shadow self because that's the part of them that feels protected and they're in this constant state of defense mode all the time we label them as jerks hello like that's what we normally say right <laughs> they need this book they need this Aww. assessment so jerks can we just call them they're living in their shadow side yes absolutely we'll say that they're living in their shadow side because we've been educated now to know that (laughs) instead of calling them that so lolly before we end i would love for everyone to know how they can link with you and how they can get access to the leadership gap so nikita one of the things that i really love is being connected with people so if you want to find me i'm accessible and available and you can find me in two very important three very important places pre-order the book at the leadershipgapbook.com Find me on my website if you want to work with me at lollydaskell.com. And if you tweet me on Twitter, Facebook, not so much on Facebook, but on LinkedIn, I'm, I'm always there. And on Twitter, I'm always available. Tell me what you think. Tell me how I can help you and let me know how I can serve you. I, I really love to connect with folks. That is so awesome. And as always, you know, paying homage to all the experts before you and all the ones to come after, we'd love to know what do you do when you're taking an unapologetic pause for yourself so you can balance boldly? What do you do for yourself, Lolly? So as as you learned earlier on on this podcast, I have a lot of rituals, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have many. And so there are two things that I do to pause to really take me to the next level. So you learned about what I do at night, Mm -hmm. and there are two things that I do in the morning that I'd like to share with you. The first thing is, between the hours of 4.30 and 6.30, I read a book a day, because I feel that if I am going to read something new, I could learn, I can grow, and I can evolve. And then I could share something interesting with my clients on a daily basis. I'm not repeating from day to day. And number two, I think it's very important. 
for me to recognize gratefulness and to have gratitude. And so before I jump out and get on the call and do podcasts early in the morning or, you know, get on the phone with my clients and listen to all their crises, I really sit quietly and I think about all the things I'm grateful for because when I have more gratitude, I have more abundance. And that's how I stand in my boldness. That's how I pivot into my transformation. And that's how it gets me to where I want to be. That is incredible. You have been such an amazing blessing to the Balance Boldly podcast, to the listeners, and to me. And I thank you again for being with us. I I just can't applaud your efforts, your diligence, your blood, sweat, and tears, because we know this all came with a price, Um, sacrificing lots of time and energy that you could have been doing. You know, you could have been laying on the couch eating bonbons if people still do that. And And you were writing the leadership gap and you're standing in your truth and owning your power. So for that, I'm just grateful because I think you're impacting the world in a deeper way than you could have ever imagined, especially in the next eight weeks to come. Thank you, Lolly. Well, Nikita, I just want to. Yeah, no, go ahead. Nikita, I just wanted to say, if anybody's standing in her boldness and in her greatness, it is you. And it was a true honor to be on this call here today. I really enjoyed it. And you are brilliant and bold. Oh, thank you. Hashtag that brilliant and bold. (laughs) You're so amazing. Thank you again to our guest, Lolly Daskal. As always, we thank you, our listeners, for taking a moment out of your day to allow us to plant seeds in your life, your relationship, and your business. If you like what you hear, make sure you subscribe, rate, and share this podcast to help us ensure that the bold and brave people in the world have access to these valuable balance tools. Once again, we'd like to thank our sponsors today, and we also want to make sure that we just take a moment to give a little repeat of that gentle honesty that we got from Ms. Lolly Daskal today, which was simple bold and significant you have a choice recognize your gap or stand in your greatness thank you so much until the next episode set an intention and enjoy the balance of your day but do it boldly